0: You're very welcome to Friday's late lunch on the cusp of the first bank holiday of the New Year. Yes, I know New Year's Day was, but look, at that's such a part of the Christmas, New Year's thing. But it is the first bank holiday of 2024. We're off on a Monday. Isn't it just fantastic? I know there are other people, it makes no difference to them, people who are retired. It doesn't matter whether it's a bank holiday or not. If you don't, if you work, if you have to work these days, it's no difference either. But for... The ones who do, like ourselves, who do a Monday to Friday, it is fantastic to have that long weekend. It just makes such a difference. And actually, the weather's not too bad on the Monday either. Welcome to the show. Good to have you with us this Friday afternoon. We're ready to roll on your late lunch. Don't forget the usual contact numbers, 86 1800 You can WhatsApp or text me to the show. You'll need that for the TV theme competition coming up this afternoon. I have tickets to give away to the Kells Panto as well. That's coming up shortly. But first today, I'm delighted to say hello to my... Guest, first guest of the afternoon on the show, because you see, she is simply a legend in Mead football. She's won everything under the sun, but now she has to sit in the stands and look out at the girls in green and gold going for glory. And my God, aren't they making great progress? Nevo Sullivan, welcome to Late Lunch.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.
0: Not at all. What was it like? I want to start with that. You was you was you were watching them against Dublin, yes? Yeah. In, in the win, what a win uh, last weekend. Um, do you do you chase every ball? Do you do you kick every ball when you're in the stand? What's it like? Um, yeah, you
1: do. It's it was. Um, it felt very weird to be honest, being up in the stand. Usually, I'm then on the pitch with the girls. And um, but now I was really excited to go and see them, and you know, to see what uh, the new manager and his management team were bringing to the team this year. And you know, we had a great win to get over our old rivals Dublin because you know the last few years it's been. You know, Dublin have got the better of us in Navan, so mm. yeah, it was a very special day for the girls, and you know, it just gives them more confidence going into each, each round. Um, but yeah, it was uh, a really uh, enjoyable day, and yeah, as I said, I was nearly kicking every ball with them, but um, mm. it was nice to watch from the outside.
0: <laughs> it's a different, different perspective for for sure. You announced your uh, intercounty retirement recently. Um, are you still playing at club level, or is, are you, uh, have you hung up the boots entirely?
1: No, no, I'm still going to play with my club, um, the Chocolate Royal Gales. Um, Haven't gone back yet, so I'm just taking the extra break. um, You know, the last five, six years, it's been constant football between county and club. So I just felt when there's a chance to get a bit of a break, I'm going to take it. So, no, you'll definitely see me in the black and amber (laughs) um, come April um, uh, for the end of the league and uh, for the championship.
0: I just look at your CV. I don't think there's enough paper in the printer here to print it out, to be honest with you. There's that much you've achieved. Because, to go back, you've played for me from the age of 12 right up to senior through all the age grades and, you know, in you come, you know, at senior level as well and you have to make your way there the team has never really had the breakthrough and you were part of all those wonderful breakthroughs the big days in crow park the all-irelands the leinster the leagues etc it's a stellar career may i say and the tributes that are pouring into you are unbelievable did you ever think when you ran out with them at you know the under 12 that it would open up and evolve like it has
1: no never like you know I've said like I always dreamed of playing in Crow Park once whether I didn't mind about the results I just wanted to play in Crow Park and I just said you know to come out with three All-Ireland, All-Ireland medals, league titles um, you know and got to play in Crow Park on numerous occasions you know it's every girl's dream and you know that day I put on the jersey playing under 12 you know did I ever think I'd be playing senior football no definitely not and even like my underage career wasn't the most successful either. You know, I wasn't always starting on the team. I didn't always get games. And, and, you know, I could easily just walk away. But I just loved football. And you make great friends. And I'm so lucky that I've made great friends with girls. And, you know, I still meet them outside of the football. And I'll still, like, support them in any way I can. And it's just they're a special group of people. And, you know, I've been very grateful for the management, you know, for bringing me into that team and, you know, being a part of that special journey.
0: The Leinster Intermediate title, you were captain of the Mead team 2017-2018, you won Leinster in 17, that was the first uh, and then the first ever All-Ireland Intermediate uh, Championship final at Crow Park against Tyrone, Uh, you were captain then of course and um, you won an All-Star nomination too and you know things were really on the up, then you you took that year out, you took a year out to go to Australia, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah, and the amount of people that told me I was mad, but I just put it always in my head that um, I wanted to go travelling, and I kind of knew it was now or never, and I just decided to go, and that was it, and I'm very much, when I make my mind up, I stick by it, there's no change, and I'm very stubborn like that, um, so yeah, I just went away travelling for the year, and but I've changed it, absolutely not, it was one of the a really enjoyable year and I got to play football out uh, with Sydney with Michael Cusacks and again, met new people and it was just another, a different experience, you know, experience in a different culture, uh, experience in a different country. So yeah, it was a very um, enjoyable year.
0: And, you know, when you're out there, a a cruciate uh, injury, you know, a serious injury, the cruciate you suffered uh, playing for Michael Cusacks in in Sydney. Was that, you know, a difficult time for you. Uh, to, you know, to realise you'd done the cruise and to think about coming back.
1: Um. Well, first I was in denial. I didn't think I did anything. Um. Because a lot of physios, my, you know, I was so lucky with the S and C that I'd done previous years at Mead. My my knee was quite strong, and you know, a lot of physios didn't think it was my ACL, so I didn't think it was serious at first until um. Uh, a lad I was friendly with Colin Rafferty, he did his ACL and he just noticed so I wasn't walking right and he advised me to go for an, uh, an MRI and unfortunately the MRI came up that I ruptured my ACL and um, now I wasn't in pain or anything so I was very, didn't realise I had initially done it um, mm-hmm. and then obviously I was on to Paul Garrigan, our head coach at Mead, and you know broke news to him and he was the saying you know if you want to get back to me you know in 2019 2020 you know you'll probably have to get the operation straight away so obviously rang my parents broke the news and um, my mom was kind of a bit worried about me being so far away but um, no I just went ahead with the operation and to be honest only for the, the club of Michael Cusack and the girls I, the support I got from them was unbelievable and they just really looked after me and um, got me through the operation and I started my rehab over there and I was very lucky then when I came back I linked him with Barry McIntyre and his team at McIntyre Physio and they just got me back playing, and I was back playing after 11 months. And uh, yeah, that's it. Really, never looked back. Thank God. And to be honest, I think I've come back stronger than ever. And mm. you know, I owe a lot of thanks to Barry. Like he put in so much time and effort into me, and I'll be forever grateful to him.
0: Yeah, back you came, roaring like a lion with the t- with the team twenty twenty, the All Ireland Intermediate victory. You were pivotal in that game. I I I know that for sure. You played a huge part, and on a deserted Croke Park with the COVID nineteen pandemic, that must have been surreal, was it?
1: Yeah, it was. It was really surreal and uh, a bit weird because you had no crowd. Like our families, for you know, our families have travelled the length and breadth of the country you know, and have followed us during the tough times and there, those ones there. And it was just, it, it was hard that they weren't there with us, but you know, it was nice when we were coming back, we went back to Navin Rugby Club and we sat back, you know, in my hometown. So I got to see my parents and that, so it was really nice. And yeah, it's just, it was just crazy. And, um, you know, we'd lost two previous intermediate finals, so we just knew this time round we weren't going to lose. And, you know, it was a great game like Westmead got on top, but, you know, thank God Vicky Wall stepped up and. the, uh, she got us an crack cracking goal and just set us on our way
0: and uh, National League Division 2 medals uh, as well to add into that an all-star award you know and what honour you brought with that as well to everybody in the county and your club and then of course Division 1 the league final the All-Ireland Seniors 1 and 2 and you're all part of this my God you, you when you think about it the heights it reached I have to ask you this you know with the group of girls who went on that journey and you being part of it and such resilience you showed at times and never say die. How much of a part did Eamon Murray play the manager?
1: Yeah, no, Eamon was great. You know, he was the one who got in the, in the professionals, as you say, like in Paul Gargan, Paddy Dowling, Shane Wall, Mark Brennan, and Eugene Evers, and Michelle Grimes there, and then obviously Barry McAdoo's physio. So, like, he got everyone together. And, you know, Eamon just let the lads do, do their job because, mm. you know, they're, they're the ones with the experience. You know, and Eamon was very good, like, just checking in with girls to see how they're, you know, they're doing, you know, because you have a lot of things going on in your own personal life. And, you know, Eamon, you know, a father of three, he was very, you know, he knew everything about women, the girls, and he'd know if girls weren't in, yes. in great form. And, you know, he'd just always check in with you and often give you phone calls, you know, to make sure everything was okay. And, you know, he'd often make it, he made it enjoyable, you know. He wanted yeah. to get the enjoyment back in me football, and he certainly did, you know. And he'd often say to girls, look, you know, we all have problems, but let's park them up to Gate, Gation. Let's come in here and work hard for an hour and a half. And, you know, most important, enjoy. And, like, I, I'm a firm believer now. I think, you know, when you're enjoying your football, you do play to your best. And I think, you know, Eamon was a, a huge factor um, with that and, you know, the enjoyment element of um, of playing with me and representing me. So, yeah, no, he was fantastic. And we're very grateful for him bringing all them fantastic people on board.
0: You know what, you've given us a great insight there into Eamon's role. that I, 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 I've I, always tried to figure that out, what he was like, but we have it now. You've described it perfectly. You let the team, uh, the, the the wider management team, do their job with yourselves. And I just see, we see the role that he played there so, so vital and important as well. When you reflect on everything you've achieved, and by God, young woman, you have achieved so much. What what would you, if you were to ask, I always do this, and I know it's probably unfair, What's the highlight? Can you can you pinpoint the moment that you'd say, my God, in my career, that was the moment?
1: Um, I don't know, there's so many, you know, obviously from going captain in my the county team to an All-Ireland final. I know we didn't win, but that was just a very proud moment for me and my family and then obviously the club. And But I think, you know, every girl's dream is to, to win the All-Ireland Senior Medal and, yeah. you know, not dubbed off five in a row. No one rated us. No one expected us to do it. And, you know, I think that was just a special day. It still seems surreal that we had, that we bet the us. And, you know, the way we went about it, and, you know, went from 1 to 30, every girl played a part. And, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the proudest moments. And just to see the crowd, like, Crow Park wasn't full that day, but, like, it felt like it was a sold-out, you know, sold-out stadium with yes. everyone from me there. And even driving into Crow Park that day to support, driving in to, from Blanchettown all the way into Crow Park just people beating the their horns me flags out the windows it was just magical and you know I don't think we'll really fully appreciate it until you know years to come but that was a very special day
0: I heard the bell in the background you're teaching
1: yes yeah I'm on break <laughs> at the moment <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there's a class not going wild there where are you teaching
1: yeah, I'm teaching <laughs> in St. Chocnall's National School and in Jocelyn.
0: lovely lovely and what, what year have you what class
1: uh, I don't have a class this year so right. I just do learn support so I just oh, I uh, go in and support the kid, uh, yeah. uh, teachers and the kids in the classroom. Fantastic. So it's a nice nice little easy yeah. job. Yeah.
0: And it's a nice variation as well when you're actually yeah. in that role too. Um well, You know, you talk about, you know, being a role model and I was talking about this in the show yesterday to a young girl as well in her community. You certainly are. You've seen uh, um, firsthand yourself and you look at this team you're watching now, the senior side, how they're performing. But below them as well and to a younger age, it's given what you've achieved and all the other girls and those All-Irelands and everything. It really has been a huge shot in the arm for girls and women's football, hasn't it, in Meath?
1: Oh massively, yeah. And I think even country you know, the whole country as well. Like, you know, it's you know, the last few years it was Dublin and Cork and absolutely credit to those players, they were fantastic, but it's nice to see someone new coming through and you know, just giving the, the sport a lift and I think at the moment it is one of the fastest growing sports in in the country at the moment, even you could say in the world. And, you know, we're just so lucky to have like big sponsors like Teach Gar and Little, you know, supporting ladies' mm. football and really promoting it and even there last weekend, you know, Nav and like, you know, when you're playing, you don't, you do realize, you hear the crowd, but until you really stand back and look up the sand, you don't realize how full it was and, you know, it's great to see the sand full there at the weekend, you know, and those girls deserve it, like they give up their lives, you know, I don't think people realize there is a lot of commitment, you know, your life is put on hold when you're playing county, you're out four to five nights a week with training and then you have your own gym on top of that and then you have to do like analysis on the side as well, so, yeah, it's a massive commitment and, look, we we, cho- we choose to do that and we love it, but it's nice to see the girls reap their rewards by getting massive sports games and, mm. as you said, like a meet, it's been massive. I think the key factor is every second child is wearing one and, it's fantastic, and it's just really nice to see that.
0: It really is. There, will you miss that? You know, you were a bit between club and county and job and everything. You're a busy girl, you know what I mean? That You, you don't have that mead aspect of things. <laughs> what are you no, filling yeah. that time with now?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, look, I will miss it. And it. Look, it was a very, very tough decision um, to make, but I just felt it was the right one. Um, you know, I recently got married there in December, and... Just felt that was time to close this chapter of my life and move on to the next chapter. And look, I'm looking forward to three evenings just to spend it with my family, and yeah. um, go to family events. Even see friends, like a lot of friends I went to school with, like they don't play sport anymore. So just to be able to catch up with them and, that, and just to be able to maybe go away on a few holidays. So yeah, look, I'm looking forward to. But look, I'll be a, to, I'll be going, still going to the games, sport and the girls as much as I can. You know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, well. I really hope they do well this year. And like. So far, so good. It's you know looking for them and the delight for them girls, um, and obviously the new manager Shane. And I wish them all the best for the season ahead.
0: Ah, listen, you're fantastic and delighted to catch up with you uh, today on the show. Better let you back to the schoolwork there. Neve, congratulations to you. Thanks for all the wonderful memories you've given us through the medium of radio and LMFM, sport, and everything that you and the others have over the years. You are an outstanding role model, I have to say. A wonderful sportswoman. And there's more to come, of course, for uh, Neve O'Sullivan with Dunshockton Royal Gales and who knows beyond. Thank you and congratulations on a wonderful career again.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Take care. Bye bye. That's Nevo Sullivan there, uh, former uh, me, the ladies captain. What a wonderful girl she is and uh, no more with the county. That happens. The time rolls on and everyone moves on and there comes a day when you don't do it anymore. It's ahead of all of us in every aspect of life. Yes, it's time to identify this very typical and topical TV theme.
2: Great. I love TV. TV. We watch TV. TV Themes. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on The Late
3: Lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? Teeny, teeny, teeny!
0: You know I love it. It returned last night. I'm giving you too many clues. What is that TV theme for? What show? You don't watch it, Louise. I know that. No, you don't. You you're not really. A, don't don't say it now. Don't don't put your foot in it. You don't. I watch, watch it. it through you. All right, that's okay. Yeah. That's that's fair enough. We'll have to get you watching it anyway. <laughs> um, there's lots of clowns in the circus this year. That's all I'll say about it after oh, last not, night. All right.
2: There's
0: okay. Lots of clowns in the circus. There are. There are loads. But anyway, um, we'll we'll see as the weeks develop. Um, what was I to say to you? Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. You know how much. or oh, Joel. I love him so much. I have so Joel all, or Joel? I always call him Billy Joel. I do too. Billy Joel. Joel, I think, is the way they pronounce it, where he comes from in in uh, New York. Yeah, they that's the way they'd say it. Anyway, I have all his records. I have a heap of CDs belong to him. I'm delighted to say I saw him four times live in concert in my life. He's absolutely brilliant. I have one ambition. I want to go and see him mm-hmm. in Madison Square Garden in mm-hmm. New York where he plays regularly. He holds the record for gigs there. Anyway, wonderful music. What an array he has. You could play two concerts and play all different songs at it. But anyway... Seventeen years on, he's released a new single. Seventeen years—when you think about it, it's wow. a long time. It's isn't a it? lot. It's a long time to come along and just release a song, and you wonder what it'll be like. There's been a lot of talk about this over the last few months, and all us fans have been waiting eagerly to see what it would be like. Will it compare with his other stuff?
4: Mm, and just you know, before we hear it, what's your inkling? Were you impressed? Very. Oh, good.
0: Very, Good. I have to say, very. Um, because you always wonder what mm-hmm. what will happen. But I absolutely, really do like this song. I think it's going to be a big hit for a man. I think it grows on you the more you hear it. I've been listening to it a number of times over because <laughs> I'm an old Billy fan. Probably anyway, probably know all the words by heart uh, at this stage. Just not yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> and I'm not recording it. I believe you fired me yesterday. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, here he is. I just fired that
5: version mis- of January. <laughs> As
0: well. <laughs> Mr. Billy Joel and his brand new one called Turn the Lights Back On.
2: Please open the door. Nothing is different. We've been here before. Pacing these halls. Trying to talk over the silence. And Pride sticks out his tongue. A laughs at the portrait that we become. Stuck in a frame Unable to change I was wrong I'm late But I'm here right now Though I used to be romantic I forgot somehow
0: Thank you indeed for your comments to the show and uh, those who've uh, had a stab at the TV theme. Tony's been on to say Jerry, Billy Joel, new song. Absolutely love it. His voice is still as strong as ever. He's never lost it. Thanks for that. Tracy's been on to say, Oh, Jerry, I really love that song. I saw Billy Joel and Elton John in concert together. Best concert ever. Hope you and Louise have a great weekend. Thank you, Tracy. And I hope you have a lovely one too. Tracy, I was at that concert in Croke Park. It was one of the uh, four occasions I saw Billy Joel live and it was a wonderful night. The two of them worked together really well. I didn't know what to expect going along at the time, but it was terrific. 086 1800 658 by Watt. Or text if you'd like to get in touch with us on the show this afternoon. I have a pair of tickets to give away for the Pied Piper pantomime in Kells. It's on in Kells Theatre. It begins on Thursday the 8th of February, Friday the 9th, Saturday the 10th and Sunday the 11th. And then the following weekend, the 16th, 17th and 18th, you can book your tickets by popping into the theatre there. They're open from 11 to 5 daily. Or get in touch uh, directly by mail, kellstheatre at gmail.com. Or the contact number is 087-710-1671. Pair tickets to the shows coming up to go along to Kel's pantomime. The question today is this. Hamlin, the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Hamlin celebrates a Rat Catcher's Day every year. Yes, they do. Is it in May, June or July? It's the 26th of one of those months. Is the Rat Catcher's Day in Hamlin in May, June or July? Answers to 86 1800 by WhatsApp or text. Now, the CSO, the Central Statistics Office, revealed some findings from a uh, census. <coughs> Excuse me, will I have a little drink here? a mm-hmm. little tickle in the throat. Anyway, Census 2022, the CSO revealed their findings yesterday. Listen to this. 711,379 people volunteer in Ireland. Isn't that incredible? You know, with our population nearly a million, almost three quarters of a million people, 286,000 plus in sport which is big, males mostly in sport, females in the community. I want to have a chat with some of our local volunteers today First up, Mary Lou Murray Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm grand, Mary Lou Welcome to the show yes. Tell them what you do You are a woman who volunteers across the board
6: oh, I do, If I can volunteer for it, if I can help, I'll help. Yeah, yeah. I started off in this area in Sonata. I did voluntary work there for a long time. And towards the end of that, um, we formulated a late town tidy towns group. And I've chaired that since. That would have been about 2009, I think, we started that. And I've chaired that since and carried it from strength to strength, thankfully. We have a huge number. We have 13 or 14 volunteers currently which is brilliant because we can take on bigger projects mm. and Layton is really looking great on the strength of us.
0: And today, uh, you're heading off now. We can't detain you too long because you're heading where? To White Cross National School. You help
6: out oh, there. Do. What What do you do? No, no, I'm just working there now. I'm All right. Doing water ah, the back I see, edge. I see. So yeah. you're,
0: you're heading over there. But look, at volunteering and you, it's a big, big part of your life, Mary Lou. So w- w- what, what, w- what got you into volunteering in the first place? Why volunteer?
6: Because, I mean, I'm from Dublin originally, and even the area I was in in Dublin, when you'd walk up to the shops and see the massive litter on the streets, and I couldn't help it, I couldn't resist just picking it up and tidying it up just to show that I appreciate my community and where I live and how much nicer it can look if everybody does a little bit.
0: Ah, oh, you're so good. Wonderful words. Wonderful words. Yes, you're you. Fa- no, you are. You're fantastic, really. And and, and and is that what you get out of it? You you get a lot back from it. Seeing your community, your area looking well, looking nice. That's a big
6: definitely. Thing, yeah, I mean, for a long for a long time, the Laytown group was very small, but in the last few years, we've got grown and therefore gone from strength to strength, and can add things in like we've put in a couple of wildflower beds on the approach road to Sonata and to Laytown. And, you know, we've, we've done that because there are enough of us to do big jobs like that and refurbish things and, you know, keep everything looking nice. Mm.
0: So it's a big part of your life and what you do. You get a lot back from it. Uh, you feel good when you do it as well. And it's something you'd recommend, obviously.
6: I would, I would. And I mean we always say that even if somebody finds that it's just one particular Saturday that they'd like to come out for half an hour and they can't commit to any more than that, that's fine. Come along and join in and get, you know, just a, the little bit of a good feeling that you've joined in and the community is the better for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we can see the benefits when we drive out to East Mead, the work that you and others do for sure. So you are one yeah. of the 711,379 people in Ireland who volunteer, Mary Lou Murray. <laughs> what would we do without you? Should the country be a mess if we hadn't got you at all? And you do it for the kindness and goodness of your heart. Listen, away you go. I know you're flying there. Thank you for joining us today. And I want to just say, all right. well done and thank you for all you do.
6: Absolutely no problem. Thank you very much for having me on. Not at all. You're
0: welcome. Take care. Bye. That's Mary Lou Murray there out in uh, Eastmead. Let's uh, tip into loud now and talk to a lady you know well on late lunch. Miss Anne Short is waiting patiently on the line. Hello, Anne.
7: Hi, Jerry. How are you?
0: I'm really good. And may I say to you again, uh, well done. Congratulations. Thank you for everything you do. Because you see, folks, this woman... It goes back years and years. I see her out with the bucket, rattling the buckets, uh, you know, collecting on behalf of uh, the Alzheimer's. And eventually, after years and years, she's involved in the building of the wonderful Trader Lodge facility in Drada. Anne, how did it begin for you, this volunteering?
7: Um, Well, I tell you, Jerry, my dad had Alzheimer's and... um we didn't know an awful lot about it, to be honest with you, but somebody pointed me to Lawrence's Gate to the Alzheimer's unit up there and I went to talk to the nurse manager at the time, Kitty Phillips, and she told me what they did and um, like it was all new to us. My dad was kind of getting into middle stages, I suppose, at that stage and it was quite quite hard for my mum to, to look after him, so um, Kitty took it a, you know, helped me out by taking them in a couple of days a week, and it was great. So, when when she said to me one day, Anne, do you know do you know anything about fundraising? Like, you know, do you would you do the mini marathon for us? And have you any friends that would come along with you? And I said, Yeah, I'm sure I could. I'd get a few, you know. So we ended up with two mini bus loads of people who were friends and relations of mine, and um, we went off. And that was my first fundraiser. We we raised a few thousand euro. Between us all, and uh, it took off from there. Jerry, I'm afraid she roped me in again the following
0: year. <laughs> <laughs> I roped you in, and I'll tell you, you've roped many in yourself since. Because oh, I sure have.
7: You have, sure have, you have. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> you became one, but then you recruited many others as well. But Anne, all of the years I met you in the shopping centres, out in the street, running this, making that, doing the other. It's some commitment you've given.
7: But, you know, it, it, it's just um, for the help that we received from my dad's illness, you know, I always felt I needed to give something back. And um, like I I started doing that, you know, and then my dad, unfortunately, passed away. And uh, I just continued doing it. And, and they asked me to join the committee then. And I did that. And I just worked with it, you know. And I mean, the fact that we had a goal, which was to get a new centre for Drahada, because even at that stage, Jerry, people when I was out fundraising would say I didn't even know there was an Alzheimer's unit in Derry. Yeah. You know, because it was it was up in the corner of Lawrence's Gate, down in the basement of the Mall's unit, and um, I suppose it was something that wasn't talked about. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things people are afraid of. I remember doing doing a talk down in the West Court one day, and somebody said to me, I invited them into the talk, and they said, No, I don't want to know about that. I don't want to catch it. You know, and I thought, What? Yes. You can I catch it, like, you know. Yeah. But I said, look, anyway, you know, so that was part of the thing for me. So I felt people needed to be educated and people need to know things. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things, but... I just felt, no, I have to stick with this. Like, you know, and I kind of thought to myself, one day if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get this new daycare centre built in Drada. You know, so that was my goal, Jerry, you know, and I actually got sick myself and had to take a year and a half out. But I went back then after that, and mm. I'm so glad I stuck with it. I really am now, and I have to say. And, you know, I've met some great volunteers over the years. And, you know, from school kids coming out to do things for TY and, you know, I would say to people even in retirement, like, you know, don't give up on things. Like, go out there, do something. If you have a, a cause that's close to your heart, like, yeah. you know, even to give two hours a week, a month, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And it gives you an interest, too. and yes. I mean, I some, some of our committee members now that we have, would have come from volunteering for me, you Know this is what they say, we get roped in by and you'll never get going. No, <laughs> get and, <laughs> and that
0: is a fact. Look at you're fantastic. I just wanted to acknowledge yeah. you today. Do you want to mention something before you go?
7: I do, yeah. I just want to let people know our new memory cafe. We're moving down into the library there in Stockwell Street, um, from this month. So, the 13th, Tuesday the 13th from 11 to 12, we have our first memory cafe in the library.
2: Okay,
7: so everybody is welcome, and it's a way of learning about dementia and that and our first talk is going to be given by our dementia advisor Maeve Montgomery and she's going to talk about brain health which is a very good subject you know and it's, as I say it's very important for people to learn about all these illnesses you know that they're not afraid of them and that and uh, they can cope if something happens in their life then, you know, so this is our first one in the library
0: and we're delighted. Listen Anne I I just hear from you and I know of you, you've given so much, you've given a lifetime you've achieved so much but you get so much back as well and I think that's the message for everybody today. Anne, thank you for joining me as a volunteer on the show today take care of yourself. Bye Bye, Bye. that's Anne Short there one of the many volunteers and we're going to round off our feature on local volunteers with a wonderful man Tommy Burns is on the Glide, Glide Rangers, Talonstown, Tommy.
8: That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta write this
0: one, oh, <laughs> I'll tell you, that was such an embarrassment. I'll never forget that one. Anyway, Talonstown is Tommy. Thanks for joining us there because you, I just mentioned, 711,379 volunteers in the country. Sport with the biggest representation in there, 286,887 people. It couldn't happen without the likes of you and your ilk. Tommy, did you play for, for Glide or how did you, you know, become the legendary volunteer you are? Yeah, yeah
8: I, uh, I did. I played, yeah. I, well, i done my best. <laughs> I was no, <laughs> as well as Jack O'Shea, but I, 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 I got a commitment to it. Uh, I started off probably in... I think I played second division (laughs) at the old second division where I was at the time in 68.
0: God almighty, there you go.
8: I think I was 15, 16. You you can't do that now, you know? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. But you got in, you were a member of footballer in Glide and when your footballing days were over, you, you just moved. Did you just move naturally then into the administration side and the volunteering
8: no, Gerry, I was actually, I was still, I think, I was in I should say, 1971. Did you, as a young fella? I was only, I was only 19. Like, you yeah, know. God almighty, yeah. No, no, it's, uh, no I just, look, I, I just love the club, man. Yeah, I have to say, that's why I I, I stuck her as long as I could, under. So then when other people volunteered to take over, I said, well, I have my time done. Yes. You go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like the years and years. And you know, Tommy, the thing about it in a football club, it's rare you get thanks for it. You know what I mean? You, you give it so much. And at times, I suppose people, did you ever feel like like people didn't understand, oh, yeah. you know, how much volunteers give?
8: you'd always get the lad that stands along the wall of the match and he knows it all and he never does a thing yes yes he criticises the manager he shouts at the referee he says to his boys what the hell is he is dude mm. you
0: know
8: but uh, you pass him to watch that lad.
0: yeah yeah like blow your head yeah and, and you have to you have to let that happen because if you took it all to heart you'd never be involved but can I ask you the question I've asked the others there today the other ladies You know, you've given so much over a lifetime to it. What have you got back? You know, because there's no money in this, it's voluntary.
8: Oh, no, there's there's, there's definitely no claim. It's just the satisfaction, Jerry, of being there. Mm. You know, just the satisfaction of being there. I played a fair bit of soccer myself as well, you know. Yes. And I loved it. I loved it. But there was no soccer club in the village, so yeah, it was for me.
0: Yes. But it's given you so much personally. Oh, yeah, I've got
8: so much pleasure in Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be out if you didn't like it, <laughs> no. no, you wouldn't be out if you didn't
0: love it. No, and yeah. I have to say, you're one of the nicest men I've ever come across. Uh, in, i in- that... In sporting <laughs> circles, so kind, so pleasant, so mannerly, and, and so obliging as well. And everyone says that about Tommy Barnes, and that's, that stands to yeah. you. And I, when we talked last, when, when I mixed up the parishes, you were, of course, heading with Glide to glory. Like, you know, that time you uh, had a great run, yes. hadn't you, last year?
8: Yeah. Oh, God, Jerry. Of all the time we've been involved, probably because we didn't think anything was going to happen this year. Yeah. You know, well, even the county championship. Yes. And of course, There's probably my best on involved
0: with him. There you go. So you see that? No. If you're persistent.
8: On the football field anyway,
0: John. Yeah, yeah, of course. If you're persistent and give it the time, eventually it works out for you. Tommy Burns, I have you on today as one of the volunteers to say thank you for all you've done over the years, for all the people you've helped and the voluntary hours and time you've given. We just wanted to acknowledge you as one of our three today from across the northeast. and thanks for joining me Tommy and many years of uh, enjoyment with Lloyd. Thanks
8: very much Gerry, always nice to talk to you.
0: Thank you very much indeed, take care of yourself. What a wonderful man Tommy Barnes is, he really is. And we acknowledge all volunteers out there today 711,379 in total in the country isn't it amazing? The country wouldn't function without you volunteers thanks for all you do.
3: Who's there? how it works. It's called comedy? comedy. 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 Comedy, comedy. sir.
0: Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. I have two great comedians for you today. John Bishop is coming to Dublin soon. Yes, he's back on the road. He took a hiatus there, but he is back and he's coming to Dublin. I just saw that yesterday. There's tickets available uh, for John. He's a wonderful, wonderful comedian. And Wanda Sykes. She's just great. Anyway, John Bishop first, then
3: Wonder all about ageing. Like I, I was saying, to so a nightclub recently, I don't go to nightclubs anymore, I just look like I've come to pick the kids up. But <laughs> I've done a gig just somewhere outside of London, and the fellow who wanted to gig to the nightclub, he said, come for a drink. So I went and I thought, I'll go for one drink to be sociable, and then I'll leave. And I'll know when to leave, because the signal will happen to say the night's coming to an end. The universal signal. You know what happens now? At the end of the night, in nightclubs, you know what happens now? The lights go on. That's it. You hear all these kids going, "Uh, uh, oh, the lights are on, shit, time to go home. That's it. There's no slowies. No slowies. There's no slowies, because they don't need slowies, because they've done it all with the form. And if you're under 25 and you don't know what slowies were, I'll tell you. Slowies were a message from the DJ to all the lads in the room to say, listen, lads, four songs left. <laughs> You've got four songs to decide between a shag or a kebab.
5: You know, I've always said, you know what? The older I get, the less I care. But you know what? There's science behind that. There's science behind that. Yeah, because when you're young, right? Your body's producing estrogen. Now, estrogen, that's that hormone that that makes you compassionate, makes you empathetic, makes you say sorry all the damn time for no reason. (laughs) Ladies, you know how many times we say sorry for no reason? Like, even when it's not your fault. Like, you're at the grocery store, somebody runs into your ankle with the grocery cart, and you're like, ooh, ooh, sorry, my ankle was in your way. (laughs) That's that estrogen. And then when you get older, it drastically reduces. You're not producing estrogen like that anymore. Yeah. So it's not the older you get, the less you care. It's the older you get, you're just becoming a man. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you don't give a...
0: Wanda Sykes well Louise what about Wanda I completely agree with
1: her (laughs) I was just saying it to you yesterday wasn't I I used to be compassionate until I met Jerry. (laughs) now he's rubbing off on me (laughs) and I'm not as nice as I used to be (laughs) you
0: won't won't ever become a man don't worry about that Wanda's got that one wrong (laughs) wrong for sure
7: (laughs) I hope not. I'd hate to break that to my husband. Oh,
0: my God almighty. (laughs) What a story. No, no, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. Don't worry about that one. Anyway, your Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. We have an agenda to get through the next while on Late Lunch because our Women With Opinions are back with us today. And I'm delighted to welcome back Carmel McCarthy and Sinead Cavanagh to the show. Great to see you, girls. Thanks for joining me. On Hello, late Jerry. Lunch Lovely to
3: see you too, at Jerry. the
0: start of February and the uh, the longer days and uh, the hope that spring is on the way and that the worst of winter is behind us. The weather's been. A a bit, if he hasn't. And changeable, changeable, changeable is the word. And Caramel (laughs) McCarthy, I thought of Mary Poppins when I saw you online. I nearly started singing the songs from the movie. You nearly took off. Tell our listeners what you were at.
4: What I was doing was we decided in the office that we'd support Women's Aid with their Stand Strong campaign. Yes. So it meant that uh, you know yesterday we had to hold uh, the warrior pose, the yoga pose for five minutes. Okay. So I was out the day before in the garden practicing it, and like it was blown a gale. I nearly took off. <laughs> Just as well, I'm the weight that I am. <laughs> And, oh yeah,
0: my God! I think you're terrible. perfect. What yeah. are you talking no, about? No, your yeah.
4: body was perfectly grounded. It, it was grounded. very grounded. Yes, it was. and we had great. Well, I, as I say, everyone was laughing at me out, and it was raining and blowing a yeah. gale. And then yesterday, we all did it in the office. It's it's up online with great phone. And to date, we've nearly thirteen hundred euros oh, in for Women's well Aid. Well done to you. So well
0: done to you.
4: As as a certain, uh, we still would welcome more donations. And as a certain supermarket chain says every little
9: helps. it does
0: indeed yes, for sure absolutely. anyway I said I'd mentioned that at The staff. Huge she didn't take calls. off yes uh, hugely huge is, is right And um, I suppose looking ahead to the month ahead February a busy month but here's the thing that people mightn't have copped I want to talk about it for a minute we're going to have sackcloth and ashes and roses and love and wine all on the same day Sinead how will we rationalise Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day falling on the same same day it's it's a conflict
9: isn't it we can be lovingly contrite
4: (laughs) I love that it's life
9: it's It's literally life do you know what I mean you get up in the morning and the weight of the world could be on your shoulders and you could be pounding yourself for something you screwed up at some stage along the way and then if you have kids or if you have somebody close to you they turn around and they just say something gorgeous to you they give you a hug it's done that's life. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, I don't see a mad disparity. It's it's a it's a, a bit of a, a what do they call it? A, a dichotomy. A, word, a dichotomy. A contradiction. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, but it is life. Yeah. That is life. It is.
0: Is Lent still as important? The You're you asking the wrong woman there. Okay. Sure, I'm Pass. Left. Caramel. Yeah. Lent.
4: Well, it's <gasps> still. It is. It is important. I, like the thing is okay. I don't give up the drink for Lent or anything like that. I know I should, but I'd probably no, kill should. somebody could. Uh, uh, if I did. It is a, what I try to do in Lent, make sure that I'm kind to everyone. And, you know, I spread a bit of kindness. That to me is more important than me giving up the Do you know do that, that the rest of your caramel? Huh? I do, of course. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm, I'm conscious of it that I button my lip at times. Uh, no. when, okay. You yeah. know, and I feel that that's sends a message
0: yes. out. So it still has an impact on it's,
4: you. It does, yeah. I think
0: I'd have a consciousness with it about it myself. Like a consciousness as well. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There were times I did give the hooch a shoot uh, yeah. sideways yeah. for length and that. Yeah. But I just think the older I get, well, the years are running out. and you know. I think
9: yeah. what it is from, do you know, like obviously it is a religious um, uh, part of the calendar. But I think in a societal way in Ireland, it has spilled into just social consciousness. And there is that element of... Um, just being a little bit more mindful about yeah. certain things. And, and what what is it, you know, even from the religious aspect, and I am not, uh, if you take it, what the, what the essence of that is. And it was about thinking of others. It was about doing something beyond yourself, um, participating in something that was more than you and more than your ego and more than your need. Mm. And I think that's a way we really, as humans, we really need to be trying to do, but that lent element brings it to our consciousness and yes. and it, we kind of put
4: a point on it. Do you remember years ago Jerry that you couldn't eat meat at all on lent? <laughs> like it was it was fish the whole way through <laughs> and then uh, you know it was fasting. I could do it a bit of the fasting but like the funny thing is on Ash Wednesday like my beloved husband sometimes forgets about Valentine's Day and no, not that it bothers me but I I said to him the other day, uh, and I'm going to do a little bit of advertising, I said about this weekend, will we go over to number three and in for a bite to eat? And he says, no, no, why should we? And I'm going, why shouldn't we? And then he produced this... date in his calendar where he'd already booked number three for Valentine's Aww. Day. Isn't that Aww. sweet? Now, I said to him, I'll be sitting there, I'll be eating fish now. that doesn't matter to me. I'd eat fish from morning till night. Yes. But uh, I said to him, I'll be sitting there with my ashes on the forehead. He says, you needn't worry, I won't notice. <laughs>
0: But here's the thing, Valentine's, because it is the other side of the day that's in it and you know, should the big push is on for already nearly for Easter at this stage so there's no uh, break between anything at all. Is Valentine's important? Do you think Valentine's Day, the, the day of love, is it important to say I love you to the person you love to... You know.
9: I think if you're waiting until Valentine's Day, you deserve a good kick in the oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and that would, doesn't matter who it is, whether it's yeah. your your ch- your spouse, your partner, your children, your your parents, whoever it is. I mean, seriously, if you have to have a date written on the calendar, yeah. to remember to say that yeah. a good slap is what okay. you need. Well,
4: Sorry, there's no filter today, Jerry. It's all it's Friday. Yeah, I think too that Hallmark have a jockey backed on yeah. this big time. You know, to sell merchandise. Yes. Of course yes. they have. And uh,
9: but, and all of them. I was nearly going to start naming names. Yeah. Yeah. All the multinationals as well. Anyone yeah. that can make, anyone that can um, can turn a shilling. I nearly said yeah. something that you'd give out to me for mm, saying. Yeah. Anyone that who can do the backside out of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. yeah, I, know, there's I, no, I can't figure out how Come to here. say it another way politely right now. Saint um, Valentine was a martyr, so it's a religious. Yeah, too, I mean, we should all be. You know? I mean, you should probably be abstaining from the other like.
0: Anyway, we're going to have two on the one day. I have to mention something that's in the news at the moment and we've focused on it even recently again. We were talking at the beginning of the week uh, to Patrick Riley in Sweden. Uh, It's not on your list there, but road safety and the Swedish model compared to the Irish model and how they have far less fatalities on the roads. Look what's happened in Carlo in the last 24 hours or so. Three young people, one other fighting for their lives as well. Carmel, it's... It's it's. What's, I, what's wrong? Is the message just not getting across?
4: It's it's not it's not sinking in. And I work in no working in the safety business. There are times you could talk till the cows come home. The attitude with people is, oh, sure, I have been doing this for years, and I know it all. And I remember someone, and I was trying to improve safety and such. Oh, I I know all about fire safety, and I'm thinking that's probably the attitude. I know it all and it won't happen to me. Mm. And like, even when you look at people out walking or on a bike and they don't have a high vis jacket on them. Mother of God, you, you, people give them out for nothing or even if you have to go and buy them. The, the, the little vest is very cheap. It is so important. Mm. I even have them for the dogs, you know, yeah. because again, you're if you're out walking late in the evening, there's there's you get the glow of the the high viz.
0: Speed on the roads, Sinead. You know, there's new speed limits, you know, coming in for the urban areas now and it's going to reduce it. I mean, it's going to reduce it substantially. It's no harm. But the message on, uh, you know what I mean, speed, uh, you know, manners on the road, you know,
9: so there's, here's the thing that I, that I see it and I've, I've had conversations with people about it. So if you're of a certain age, you'll remember when it was miles per hour rather than kilometres per hour. And I think there is a very large cohort of drivers in Ireland who see that sign on the side of the road and still think it's miles per hour. That's an
0: interesting point.
9: Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it has to be before. incredibly important. You know, if you see a sign that says 15 kilometres per hour in a housing area, that's crawling speed the kids should be able to pass you quicker on their bikes and if the kids aren't passing you quicker on their bikes or scooters or wherever they're on and when I say kids I mean under 12 and not e-scooters then you're going too fast I've gone out where I live I have and the summer now it's going to become chronic again once the the days become uh, longer the kids are all out they're all out and they just can't wait And you see people tearing in and tearing out because they jump into their car late for work, late for wherever they're going in their own head with no consciousness whatsoever what's going on around them and they fly out and it will come back to and it happens every year. There will be a child killed in an estate and that sounds shocking between now and the end of September where a driver was not paying attention or they came out behind a car in front of a car whatever at speed down down the drive that has a slope on it on their roller skates or whatever and a car is taking them out. And that's going to happen if people do not Cop on and slow down. Yeah. And the e-scooters, can I just, because yeah. you were saying about the visibility and everything else, I have reason um, a couple of times a week now to drive stupid o'clock in the morning um, from here to Dublin. And I take back roads, country roads, motorways and all the rest of it. And the amount of foolishness and um, laziness and complacency I see on the road. There is a walker I pass every morning on the Kentstown Road and they've no high-vis jacket. Mm. Now we're talking at five in the morning, it's dark, it's pitch dark. And they have no eyes, Jack. And you can't there. see them. You can't and see I just them. don't get that. Runners yeah. the same. The e scooters are lethal. I saw two people on one e scooter yesterday evening, somewhere around Aven, I can't remember where I was driving, I saw them.
4: And on, on the road, not on the footpath, on the road, and nothing visible. And I think a lot of young people think that they're invincible. Yeah. And that's the sad thing. And like Life can be taken away in an instant and we have Mm. to become more conscious of that. But you were talking about people, you know, just getting in and, uh, you know, racing out of an estate. Like, should we not have vehicular manslaughter? Yes. You know, I I feel that there has to be a a very severe penalty for this. What are we going to, what will make people
9: wake up? It does exist.
4: I know somebody who actually was done for it.
0: Right. 20
9: yeah. years ago yeah. So it is um, on the It the is there
0: We're chewing the cud this afternoon with Sinead Kevin and Carmel McCarthy on late lunch Facebook folks is 20 years old right now Can you believe it? It's 20 And it. many have predicted its demise but I've just been looking at the uh, the commentary on it and it's still going strong and it's still a huge platform even though people might poo poo it before I go on to Facebook I have to just come back to a couple of comments about the road safety I have to say I think road users and many road users are just bullies are in in far too much of a hurry says a listener there another one says "Jerry, we need more policing 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 to catch people on the roads who are not adhering to the rules of the road thank you indeed for that there's more there as well anyway Facebook at 20 we're all we're all on Facebook yes Yeah. Yes. I just had
9: a little yeah. look because I didn't get a chance to see my we get our little notes in the morning from you I didn't get a chance I was busy all okay. day so I saw them outside the door and I went ooh so I had a quick look I'm on Facebook 17 of those 20 years
0: are you? <laughs> yeah yeah God, a long time. And I'd say I'm probably something similar.
4: Yeah, something
0: similar. Has it a force for good, a force for not so good? Well, a force I set for it
9: up in August. I had a look, August 20, 20, 2007, rather. I started my therapy business in May 2007. And so I set mine up with a way of reaching a wider audience to let people know. Now, it's yeah. a local business, but to let people know locally. That I existed, and that's what I set it up for. It's I had been good my own personal. You. So I have, I have always used it from a business point of view for the last seventeen yes. years, in the various guises as business has gone changed and diversified and come back and all the rest. Speaking of coming back, <laughs> new therapy practice in Johnstown. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, so definitely, I've yeah. used it, and, and from, from a business uh, point of view, more so than a personal. What
0: about on a personal level as a force for good or a force for what or questionable? Or do you well, like Facebook?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, I do, I do. Now I'm not jumping up and down, and get excited about it because you see, there are more and more ads coming onto it, mm-hmm. and then I think, yes, yeah, suddenly you're getting these these bots following you, or else someone's uh, someone's Facebook page has been ha- hacked, and then you're oh, there's you're, loads yeah. of yeah. Nonsense. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 dreadful. But having said that, like the example of us doing the fundraiser for women's yeah. aid, yeah. it's a great way of getting yes. your message yes. out. Great yes. platform for that. And I l- like to use it. I'm always, I cringe a little when I see people putting photographs of their children up there because I just say, it's not safe enough for that. Nothing mm. is nowadays mm. safe enough for
0: that.
4: And yeah. I often feel that...
0: Have <coughs> a little Excuse drink of coffee
4: yeah.
0: then. Come on. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out there. But look, at yeah. when you, you were telling me actually yeah. this morning <laughs> about an instance, you believe that Big Brother's watching us through... Well, All of this social media platform (laughs) sphere.
4: Well, it comes from Anna, my daughter, who's out in New Zealand, saying to me, her friend used to come up to to visit her, who worked for the government there, but at very high clearance. And she would say, Anna, now make sure your phone is off. Yeah, it's on silent. No, make sure it's switched off, because I'm telling you, everyone is being listened to. And she was kind of thrown by that and when she told me I was too but we had an incident recently at home where I came down the stairs given out I said to my son I said did you go in and take the toilet rolls out of my bathroom no I didn't no I didn't I said well that you know somebody did and I was I was giving out loads and then I said well listen whoever's going to the shop next will you ever <laughs> get some toilet roll you know about an hour later, I went on to Facebook, <laughs> and here was this ad, with a big box on it that says, "Who gives a crap?" Uh, you know, forty-eight rolls, twelve months of toilet paper. <laughs> You'll That's never run out. Carmen. Were they listening?
9: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I had a client, and and this is that was possibly with Facebook, but I yeah. know that it's there is. Something there that Facebook and Google and they're all interlinked in some way, because I remember about seven or eight years ago being with um, a therapy client and I was doing a home visit with for their little newborn. And we were sitting there and I was, you know, talking to mum about making sure that mum was minding herself as well. And we were talking about drinking water and she said, I don't like the taste of water. I said, put something in it, put, you know, flavour it with something. If you don't like to use a cordial or something, use fresh fruit or fresh veg. And I remember saying to her, do you know, the fact that if you put cucumber into the water, apart from it being helpful as a digestive, it's good for your gut. It also flavours the water, but there's additional minerals and vitamins that you're getting on a a fluid level, which is going to benefit you. That's grand. Finished the appointment, and I said, now, took out the phone to book in her next appointment. And here, hadn't I left Google open? Now, the phone was locked, right? So it was, you know, in quiet mode or down mode whatever, sleep mode. But when I opened it, I'd left Google as an app open. And here at the top of it was, what a bloody cucumber was.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
9: literally a photograph of any other, any amount of cucumbers you want to see, photographs of them. And then what a cucumber is and its properties and its minerals and everything else. And I went, well, if that's not proof, because I can guarantee you I wasn't Googling cucumbers before I went into the appointment.
4: Yeah, well, well, that, that am- amazed me. And I think like I believe in, in Rachel and his friends theory now. So I think that if you go out for a night, switch the phone off completely. Absolutely.
9: And this comes back to the kids the young kids and their conversation and how they're totally drawn in because this is how they're pulled. It it earmarks them. You're talking
0: about kids. Everyone remember out there listening to us today? A lot of people must. Elmo from Sesame Street. Ah, we all loved Elmo, didn't we? Did you see the character put out this message to the world, you know, to say, how's everyone doing? Yeah, and the deluge yeah. that came back from people who are worried scared unhappy
9: well Elmo always has been that empathetic character from yeah. Sesame Street that yes. was the reason he was introduced to every character within Sesame Street has such a fabulous psychological purpose for yeah. being there yeah. that was what Sesame Street was always about mm. and so Elmo was always the one that was always checking to see are you, are okay? you okay? okay Yeah. but what
0: came back Joe Biden even Joe Biden, replied yeah. the President of the United States to Elmo to say and when we saw the deluge. It's a worried world we live in, isn't it? It yeah. is, and it's yeah. and not easy.
4: Disconnection is you, Yeah, and do you know what? When when people have to come back and say on social media or or, or a similar platform, I I'm feeling lousy. I'm feeling awful. Yeah, I think then it's. That's where, you know, if we talk about uh, uh, Ash Wednesday and all that, if people do nothing else, then check, check on in. those yeah. close to them or even their neighbours and that. Or if they see anyone's behaviour changing, check in on them. Yeah. Make sure they're all right. Be an be ear for them. I think we all have a responsibility to mankind to look out for each other.
9: Yeah, and the big thing society has now is that we're always afraid to tell anyone that we're kind of in trouble or struggling or anything yeah. else like that. So ask people, are they OK? Yes. You know, if you don't ask them, they don't have the opportunity to ask for your help, but they won't ask for your help. They need you to, to offer today, it. I think today,
0: just to finish off, we've hit a theme here for length be kind yeah. be kind be caring have to leave it there today check out our wonderful Sinead Cavanagh SineadCavanagh.ie she's back practicing holistic therapy and more besides in Johnston and Cameron McCarthy EMS and Associates for all your safety needs girls great to see you see you next month thanks for popping thanks in thanks so Always much Jerry conversation. talk to you soon see you then. bye, bye. let's reprise our TV theme I was glued last night I will be every week The Apprentice is back on BBC One The first candidate fired last night But I have to say I do like Maura Rath The girl from Ireland Who's one of the contestants this year I think she really has her head screwed on I hope she goes a long way I have a hunch that she actually will Anyway The Apprentice It is And uh, the prize today Going to um, who Who have I picked for The Apprentice there? hold on a minute I have picked somebody but I don't I want to get this uh, get this wrong it is Mary Hoy no yes it is it is Mary Hoy it is Mary Hoy well done to you uh, you are the winner today you got it right The Apprentice so you have so many bits of paper and notes and everything else and of course I have another competition because we would a pair of tickets for Kel's pantomime the question was Hamlin celebrates Rat Catcher's Day is it in May June or July the 26th the answer is June and the tickets to going to Barbara Smith well done to you Barbara so winners today on Late Lunch Maura Rath for the TV theme and Barbara Smith for the tickets to the pantomime Uh, yes we got lots of comment about the road safety uh, from you and just another one there that's come in to us uh, from a listener who's emailed the Minister for Transport endless times asking them to legislate to make every pedestrian wear a high-vis jacket or else they'll be uh, receiving on-the-spot fines for anyone who doesn't wear them I haven't got a reply today but by God Jerry, if people wore those high-vis it would save lives and people who've lost people in accidents say the same they would have been happy to pay uh, for the high-vis, jacket, You don't have to pay for them, really. You'll get them for nothing because we want people to be visible on our dark roads, especially at this time of the year. Now, let's do this on Late Lunch.
2: The Late Lunch Artist, Artist of the Week.
0: Artist of the Week. It is Miss Miley Cyrus, my artist of the week this week. I absolutely love her. I do indeed. But you see, we've lots of sport today. David Sheen's standing by, so I'm not going to tell you much more about her. She's just fantastic. But I do want you to hear this song because this brings me back to 2021 and uh, the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I'll never forget it. Our Miley was there and she did this. When I shot it
2: should have
0: Yeah, Miley Cyrus and it should have been me on your late lunch this Friday afternoon final song from my artist of the week I simply love her we like the next guest and the final guest of the week too because David Sheaton's standing by to look ahead to a very busy weekend in sport can we do it yes we can in the next few minutes with David Sport run through the sporting weekend David welcome back to the show bonjour Jerry thank you very much for joining me let's get straight to business Uh, GAA first Arma Mm -hmm. uh, Meath go to on Saturday tomorrow six o'clock throw in and then on Sunday loud of Cork as visitors to RD Meath picked up a point last week in the draw match Loud losing narrowly to Armagh Who's gonna bring home the bacon this weekend, David?
10: Well, yeah, you see, me picked up a point. Most people would probably view it as losing, uh, dropping a point as well that they felt, maybe felt they should have won that game. I was just looking at this, Jerry, because I know you love a good statistic. I was looking <laughs> at Mead's record against Ulster teams in the last ten years in the National League. They played twenty-six games against Ulster opposition in the divisional section of the league since 2014. They've won only ten games out of those twenty-six, and when you look at the away games against Ulster opposition. Uh, They played 12 games away over the last 10 years and they've only won once and that was against Down in 2021 in the COVID season. So Mead's record against Ulster teams in the league is deplorable to say the least. Now, the thing about last week's game was and I was just listening to Brendan and Matty, I couldn't make it down, seemed to be very very indecisive at key moments of the game, me. I think they just need to discover that ruthless kind of streak and a bit of, find a bit of killer instinct. There's lots of good players in that team, and I think they just need a, a bit, bit of a confidence-boosting win. It's going to be tricky up there. We saw Loud running them close last week, as we know, uh, Armagh, but that record that me have against Ulster teams after I looked at it, it doesn't really fill me with confidence, so it's going to be difficult for them. I wouldn't rule it out by any means, Mead, getting the result up there, but it's going to be difficult. They just they can just find that bit of form and take the scores, and if lads get an opportunity, stick it away. I feel like last week they were maybe looking for a pass at the wrong time, but like, let's hope they can do that, because I do think there's a, there's a really good team coming through in Mead, and they just need to maybe get a, a big win on the road, and tomorrow could be the time.
0: Well, let's hope they do it. loud and Cork. loud uh, you know, unlucky they'll feel as well not to take something mm. from Armagh. Um, uh, Cork in RD. Cork are generally, you know, on the road. The home teams generally uh, the advantages with them in, in this league. Can loud get their first points on the board?
10: Well, they absolutely can. I mean, they beat Cork last year in the league in RD, and Cork got an absolute tonking last week against Donegal. I was chatting to a friend of mine in work who's from Cork, and he was talking Cork up this season, thought they were going to have a great year, and that they could be in the shake-up for All-Ireland. They got an absolute spanking against Donegal. Now, in horrendous conditions last, last week, it must be said. But still in all, it was a real hammer blow for them. I think they lost by 11 points in the end. Loud, good performance against Sam Raal last week, as you said, and lucky not to come away with something back on home soil on Sunday. And I'd fancy Loud to get the win there. Still missing a few key players. Uh, Dan Corkin's still out and a few others still out as well. They could have Conan McKeever back. But I think, Loud, they'll be encouraged by their performance last week and I'd back them to get the win at home on Sunday.
0: Good stuff. Just a word about hurling me the face Kildare on Sunday. Sunday in Navan at 2 and they're also at home that's in 2A division in Harling 3A it's Lowther and Monaghan 2 o'clock as well Dowdles Hill
10: on Sunday uh, 2 home wins it's it, yeah it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit of a shame for the hurlers that they're kind of more or less clashing with the footballers one game's at one o'clock and the other two mead pip by kildare last week in the q cup so a repeat of that game made with a few new faces in there so that me kildare is always pretty tight so it's hard it's a hard hard one to call there and loud on the new management i i would tip them to get the win there but again it's, it's so hard to call at this stage of the season as to how teams settle but let's go for for two uh, local wins there
0: and in ladies' football, aren't in action this weekend, but Mead travelled to Waterford. This Mead team, what a win that was last week against Dublin.
10: Yeah, very encouraging start under, under the new manager, Shane McCormick. You know, they went up, I went across to Mayo and played that game in the Dome a couple of weeks ago, won comfortably there, got a got a big score up on the board. And then a really kind of a hard-fought win, back to their old kind of traditional way of getting the lead and keeping their noses in front against Dublin last week as well. So really encouraging start under new management. Waterford have lost their first two games in Division 1 so I'd fancy me to go down there and and get the points as well so yeah let's hope that good start continues
0: Let's switch to soccer and talk about the Premier League in England first and one standout game this weekend on Sunday Arsenal are at home to Liverpool and uh, I figured out Arteta at last David the other night he hasn't a clue when it comes to substitutions he nearly threw the game away in Nottingham Forest and if that Zinchenko is in the starting 11 again I give up (laughs) I give up
10: well it's funny you reminded me of the game at Anfield last year when Arsenal were hanging on towards the end they threw on Jakob Kivior which for what I think was his debut and uh, he took a bit of time to settle to say the least and Liverpool snatched a draw on that one we talked about Mead's record against Ulster teams in the league Arsenal have only won two of their last ten against Liverpool so mm. again the odds aren't exactly in, in Arsenal's favour there to be honest um, I, I think I'm going to climb back up on the fence here Jerry. I think the best Arsenal are going to get out of this is a draw they're not in not in the greatest of form Liverpool brilliant again during the week um, the Club factor now. These stepping up, stepping away at the end of the season, they'll be really trying to get that get that league win and uh, do it for him more than they would have done, done before. So. I I think a draw best case scenario for Arsenal and it's a game they probably need to win but I I don't think they're going to do it I'm afraid
0: Yeah and they do need to win it it's a must win for them if they don't win that game they can kiss their title aspirations goodbye and I think they will be I'll go one better than you I'm going for Liverpool to win at the Emirates on Sunday uh, because I think they're a far uh, more uh, decisive side uh, than Arsenal just at the moment now tonight uh, the Leinster Mm. Senior Cup come Malone Cup Dundalk against Drogheda United in Oriel Park, it's only two weeks away now to the start of the season. What about this one?
10: Yeah, interesting one. It's always a it's always a nice kind of way to start the season off. Those those kind of derby games, uh, as you said, it's doubling up as a, as a double header in terms of fixtures here into one. But um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how this one will go. Um, you know, both both clubs have brought in a, a few new players. Draw had kind of gotten their business done earlier, but there was a new arrival uh, today, as we saw. But Dundalka brought in a couple of strikers in the last couple of days they're going back to that Scottish market they seem to be kind of happy enough to, to do that in recent times because I suppose the Irish market is it's so such a dirt of talent at this stage and, and, and only a few players to go around that all the top clubs want so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what sort of sides they put out what sort of formations but they're not going to read a huge amount into it but both sides will be looking to really up the ante now and headed to kick off in two weeks time so looking forward to seeing how that one goes and uh, yeah who knows how it'll go Jerry went to penalties last year we could see the same again
0: yeah and uh, well it's a uh, an outing for both of them more preparations pre-season but we will be previewing the league with David in a couple of weeks time now in case we forget how could we forget this Ireland rugby team uh, the team who've just promised so much and not delivered at the World Cup they're back out in the Six Nations tonight they are the defending champions they're away to France and this looks like a daunting prospect
10: Absolutely. The Stade Velodrome, which, uh, Jerry, you may well remember, was the site of one of the most famous World Cup goals of all time, Dennis Bergkamp's against uh, Argentina back in 1998. Games usually played in Paris, of course, moved down to Marseille because of the prep for the Olympics. So, you know, Ireland going for back-to-back Grand Slams for the first time in their history. France's last Grand Slam was in 2022, but you have to go all the way back to 2010 for the last one before that. Now, Jack Crowley's in, Johnny Sexton has gone, also starts with Joe McCarthy and Calvin Nash. So a few new exciting players to to kind of watch from an Ireland point of view I think everybody will be watching Jack Crowley to see how he does no DuPont for France he's getting ready to, for the Olympics as well focusing on the 7 so he's missing the whole competition I think France probably on the balance of probability here will, will get the win but I, I think Ireland will give a good account of themselves it'll be tight enough I'd give, give France the nod but Ireland to come away with a losing bonus point but I'm really looking forward to this one it should be a cracker and as I said the added kind of intrigue of, of it being played in Marseille should add another layer of, of interest to it as well. I think France just to nick it. But I do expect a good performance from Ireland and I'm really looking forward to seeing Crowley at 10.
0: Terrific. David, you've done it. Zip through it. I didn't think you would, but you have. Thanks a million for joining us on the show today. We'll talk to you next Friday. Never doubt me, Jerry. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks, David. Take care now. That's our own David Sheaton there, looking ahead to a busy weekend in sport. Well, that's it on Late Lunch for another week. Thank you for joining us every day and tuning into the show we really do appreciate it thanks to all our guests who we had chatted to over the last week and a big thank you to my producer Louise Walsh couldn't do it without her Paul McKenna's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio stay with us we'll be back on Tuesday next with your late lunch from 1.30 have a lovely St Bridget's bank holiday weekend take care of yourselves we'll see you then